0: The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. He loves the outdoors with Mother Nature and all those pretty flowers, plants, and trees. She loves the inside designing and installing boutique kitchens and baths. Put them together, and you've got the Inside Out Show with David Sherwood and Anne-Marie Boges. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors. On your home for all things home improvement, inside and out. The The Big Big 550 KTRS. Well,
1: welcome to the Inside Out Show. I'm Anne-Marie Boges, owner of Anne-Marie Design Studio. We've been in business for just over 10 years now. And I'm here with my co-host, David Sherwood, owner of Sherwood's Forest and Nursery. It is a in my opinion still a beautiful Saturday. Oh yes. It's not raining, it's not freezing, it's not hot. It's it, it's a great February day to me. So, if you guys are tuning in, thank you for listening and if you have any questions or anything you'd like to discuss today while we're here, it's a full 2-hour show today. The phone number here is 314-931-5877 and you can also text in at 84126. We're happy to answer anything related to home improvement, renovations, design, or plants and gardening or anything in your landscaping
2: yes we are and this is this is like you said this is a perfect kind of weather we've had another we had a good week this week we have another great week next week other than they are calling for a little bit of snow or something monday when i get two tractor trailer loads (laughs) of trees totaling over 220 trees each of which weigh probably 300 pounds to 800 pounds each on a slick so flatbed truck. are volunteers
1: then, huh? Uh, but
2: our, our guys are good. We'll we we have we'll have one of the trucks uh, hopefully come in what I call dark 30, which is about 630. The, the, the truck will pull in in the morning, and hopefully we'll have it unloaded by 8, the first one. There you go. Uh, and we get a lot of our crews that all uh, kind of kick in and help out on that. But uh, we're getting in uh, dogwoods, red buds, uh, red oaks, uh All sorts of different kinds of maples, sugar maples, fall fiesta, October glories, a lot of different uh, shade trees, uh, service berries, uh, all all that kind of stuff's going to be coming in uh, uh, Monday morning and then Monday afternoon or midday Monday-ish, we're going to get a load of uh, Norway spruce, which are really hard to come by this year uh, because uh, over the whole Thing that happened over the last four years, a lot of a lot of people had um, s- shortages or stoppages in their uh, planting and their staffing, you know, due to you know COVID mm-hmm. and whatnot. And in our business, it's about a three or four year uh, lead time before you get a lot of product, especially things like Norway spruce and things. It takes some years to grow. So if you miss a year of planting or if you have a you know year where your water wasn't right or it was too hot or too dry, it can create a little bit of a you know a shortage and things. But we always get them in early, uh, and uh, we pay our bills early. And that's one reason we get good attention from some of our growers and things that we've been in business for 47 years, I think at least, <laughs> at Sherwood's Forest Nursery located at 2651 Barrett Station Road. We uh, have two great designers, Jim Van Valkenburg, who's been with me. Over thirty years, and Bill's been with me as long as just about as long as I've had the business—forty-two years or something like that—and he's older than I am. It's
1: like just family, just a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Al El- and I were just talking about that, about families. He so, "You know, you've got a family at work, and you've got one at home." And I said, "Yeah, mm-hmm. and as a work family, said, work family's a little bigger." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and sometimes a little bit more, a little bit more uh, involvement. But uh,
1: so, what's the process look like for someone to come right now? That I'm sure they're excited. Like, <coughs> oh, it's spring. You're getting trees. What do we do? Well, what you know, trees? Can I put some. Picture's
2: up, and Marianne's going to call in a little bit talking talk about some of the stuff that's already blooming. But, you know, right now, we that's why we get this stock now, because people can come look at it now. They can look at the bones of the tree. They can see what it looks like without leaves mm-hmm. uh, and see the structure and pick out the one they want. And we are planting. At this point in time, we are you know, only waiting to get a dig right and make sure the site's ready unless there's any kind of construction. We are we have a short lead time on our planting of uh any of the shade trees or flowering trees and evergreens and things we might get in, so there really isn't a wait uh, as long as we have good weather. And if we get a you know little cold spell, the trees will be fine. They'll be tucked in under the mulch uh, from St. Louis Composting at our nursery, and uh, they'll be happy. And uh, we can plant them whenever the right time is. But uh, now's the design phase. Our our salespeople, our designers have. Uh, time to spend a little bit more time with you, maybe without a, any kind of a charge at all or d- kind of a drive-by situation or spend time on the phone or if you come out to the nursery and want to walk around with Jim or John or somebody who's there, you know, we're not super busy this time of year. So, you know, as everybody, we, and we have uh, staffing issues and we have a lot of the same people we've had forever, but we have, don't have quite as many as we need. But uh, this sure time, this these, these kind of days like today, nice to walk around and yeah. good to get some good attention from uh, someone at Sherwood's Forest. So.
1: I'm sure it's helpful if someone does come to, to check out things over at your place to bring a picture of their yard.
2: Yeah, picture of the yard is really good. And a lot of people don't really know what the north-south orientation of their house. Mm. Uh, and especially, you know, unless they really pay attention to it. Even my own house is kind of cattywampus. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like it really directly faces north or really south it's kind of a on an angle and that makes a big difference on you know morning sunlight and afternoon sunlight and uh, you know as far as what's what can grow in certain areas and what does winter protected better so if they That's have okay. that orientation and have a picture of the area measurements are nice but plot plan is really nice but uh, all that kind of stuff helps us out so yeah
1: good yeah. Well, it looks like Marianne might be on call already. Our, uh-huh. our first guest here, Marianne. Are you there?
2: Hello, Marianne. I am
3: here. Hi, good, guys. Good morning. Hi, Dave. Hi, Amory.
2: How are you today?
3: Oh, I am aching for spring. This weather just like turns all the switches on, and it's like, <laughs> ah, I'm ready. I don't even care if it snows a little tomorrow. I don't care. I'm, I'm ready. Plants are already flowering. There are things blooming right now. So right it's it's time to go <laughs> it, it's
2: it is time to go and you know and, the, and like you said a lot of the early weeds are you know start coming up right now and uh and the flanks are are well, starting to bloom and you know, a few bees Weeds are... are
3: blooming yes uh Dan, dandelions uh saw my first dandelion blooming the other day which was really early i think right um have not seen the hen bit just yet but um i've got my eyes peeled for that but the uh witch hazel is blooming yes and uh if people aren't familiar with that that's a native shrub that uh, blooms kind of off on its own a lot of times it's sometimes it's used in a landscape plant but a lot of times it's uh, just one that you might run into but it has fragrance and it's it's kind of fun because it can tolerate this uh, on and off kind of weather it kind of rolls the flowers back up and uh, so it it's okay but it's when you start seeing those things and you just know that spring is around the corner. So. I am I'm ready. So I thought maybe we could talk about uh a couple things on the inside and of course uh what you could be gardening with and planting yeah. now or shortly oh, uh, outside so so inside let's talk about air movement we we forget sometimes that when we bring plants inside we cause a sort of a less than natural situation uh, outside we you know what we had those windy days the other day my trash can went down like two doors um, but <laughs> it what plants get used to that and what it does is it actually causes them to uh, tighten up and to um be more sturdy. So they might be shorter, stouter that they sell, even on the cellular level, it tightens up so that there's just a, a stiffer, stronger structure to the plant. So when you try growing things inside, um, you don't have that air movement. And so when you don't have that air movement, your plants tend to get kind of leggy and kind of weak. And the stems uh, will look kind of juicy and thin and just don't seem to have quite the same amount of, ability to hold flowers up and things like that so uh, I run a fan in my uh, room where I have my plants in that Uh, I run it mostly at night but sometimes even during the day if it seems like uh, I've got a lot of plants that are trying to grow in that because that air movement makes the plant think about how it's going to keep standing up against that breeze and so it also helps too with like fungus and with uh, dampening off of those people, the gardeners. We've talked a lot about that. You've got those um, seed charts in now, right, don't you, the Yes, 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 we today? did get
2: a load. of uh, Matt Schindler brought a bunch over, and we have them free of charge. Got a good stack of them at, at work, and you can come by and pick those up, and those are courtesy of Seed St. Louis. Uh, and also, of course, they were actually paid for by St. Louis Composting, who was the, uh, sponsor, was the sponsor, one of their big yeah, sponsors for our show amazing. as well. They yeah. are
3: They're huge sponsors, and they – uh nobody gives them credit for all this they've done and even when we say their name a few times I don't even think that's enough because they have literally changed the surface and the soil
4: of, of the our earth surrounding our area. area. Yeah.
3: Exactly. And it's a significant change for the good. And you know it's just not we don't talk about the good things that happen often enough. So uh, uh stainless Compost, I am a fan. I wanna be on the top of their fan club list because <laughs> I think what they do is valuable. Very well, you know, valuable.
2: they 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 also they've developed a lot of new divisions where they have uh, like food divisions where they have uh, special and, and different trucks. It's a the company's actually got a different name to it, but it's owned by St. Louis Composting, where they get uh, they go to Schnooks or they go to uh, St. Louis Bread Company or whatever, and they will uh, pick up all the food waste and uh, right and which is really makes good compost. I mean, and they they have us. And typically, that stuff would go in the garbage can. Unfortunately, and, right,
3: right. They but, are really good at recycling those things that need to be recycled and can benefit from it. Right. it. It's so important that we we have to look at the world as a place that we're taking care of. And you know, I I think there's an old quote somewhere, and I'll find it somewhere. There was something about you know, we we aren't just benefactors of this world; we're also taking care of the world for those. Behind us, my great grandkids and things like that—people that are going to be benefiting from what we've done or hurt by what we've done. So yeah. it's important to recycle. I I never take that lightly. It's important to me that we we try to do the best we can. But let's go back to our planting stuff because there's hardly anything in the world better than plants because they right. make our oxygen. So we didn't have that, we wouldn't have anything else to worry about. We'd cause be in we trouble. Be here.
4: That's right. Yeah,
3: That's right. Right. So. Um, Let's talk about maybe outside. I've talked about the air inside, um, but let's talk about outside because a lot of people are thinking, well, I – I want to do something, but what can I do? So I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. And Dave, you already got a heads up yesterday. Sometimes you have no idea how you make my day. You send me these pictures, oh. and I just I <laughs> you're so easy to please. You sent me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you sent me pictures of the hellebores that you just got oh at, which is man, they look
2: roses. good. We got we got oh, it from man, Monrovia. I there's I hope you
3: I stuck my name on that one. Well, there, oh. there's more than
2: one. We, we've got uh, oh. five different varieties, several different pinks, different purples and whatever, burgundies and whites. And they all came in uh, looking really marvelous. They're outside in the weather. Uh, we've got them under the porch just uh, on tables like we normally do. But they can be yeah. – a lot of times people take those and use them as a indoor house plant this time of year, you know, just temporarily. Well,
3: here's what I do. Here's what, here's what I have found out from years of experience. And I hate to say years like that, but I've done this a long, long time. Uh, If you wait to get that plant that just made you squeal, (laughs) uh, somebody else is going to get it before you. Oh, that's true. So I am not waiting. I am uh, When I get off the radio here today, I am going to head to your place and get that that pink one. I can tell you which one I'm getting. That one you sent me with all those buds on it and those giant, Pink flowers. Right,
2: my... I did not Photoshop those either. Those were those were taken no. just they were just taken nice. just as they come. But I uh, know
3: you didn't. Well, and those s- are just magnificent. Yeah. And what I did the last couple of years, and I've started a hellebore's or Lenten rose collection, mm-hmm. uh, partly because of you. Uh, oh, you get credit for some of that. Nice. Um, but what I'm doing is is that I I go ahead and get the hellebores, and then I'm going to pull out the pine tree and and evergreen stuff that I have in my big pot that I have on my front porch that I had decorated for Christmas. And I will put the hellebores in there, and I'll find a few more little things that can sit outside for a bit. But I won't plant them in the dirt. I will just kind of crowd them in there, and it'll look like a finish. I'll put it on the the intentional gardening page when I get it all done. It, It turned out great last year. And what I'll do is I'll hang on to it and get to sit there and enjoy it on beautiful days like this. But I will have the plant, so I know I got it. And then in a few weeks, uh, hellebores bloom early. This Mm -hmm. is actually a little early farm, but these new varieties and the ones that you're carrying are a cross. They're a hybrid cross that have more buds. They bloom longer. They hold the flowers up higher. And the foliage to me, I don't know if you've noticed it, Dave, but to me the the foliage is more... It's, yeah, it's more perky and they're almost, almost like more of it. Leather, they're leathery. And so these actually are evergreen, ground cover, in the shade, plants. But the ones that you're carrying can even tolerate some sun. That's right.
4: So these and deer are deer really resistant.
3: special and deer resistant. I'm telling you, if there's a plant to collect, this is the one.
4: Right. <laughs> yeah, they're very nice. You don't
3: hear me say that often, really.
4: Before,
2: before you called, uh, and by the way, if anybody liked to call, uh, you could call 314 Nine three one five eight seven seven. With any landscaping questions or questions about uh, interior improvements to your home, or you could text us at eight four one two six. But uh, we were talking about shortages and things, and things like the hellebore that you're referring to. Uh, we get prorated. We get we order fifty, we get twenty six or whatever. And you know we're we're big buyers, and 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 the growers only grow so many of some of these, so. You know they are something that if you if it's a certain color you like we say the same thing with the geraniums we grow everybody loves our geraniums that's an old school plant but uh, they wait till Mother's Day or May or something you know those coral ones are gone or the that certain kind of pink that somebody likes might be gone so it's always a good idea to get out there and uh, get get your selections done and and there's ways of uh, keeping those plants very healthy just like we do. Uh, if you don't have time to plant them. So, no problem there. So,
3: but. Yeah, there's no problem with it, and you can actually do what I'm doing fairly easily. Even in the spring, when you start to collect plants, and you think you don't have your bed quite ready yet, but you see that one, like, pick T-striped geranium that you know you don't see that one very often, go ahead and buy it. I used to have a wheelbarrow. I had this great Really deep. I think it was like a concrete wheelbarrow. I'm not really sure what it was, but it was kind of big and heavy and metal and eventually it did rust out. But I used to fill that with a couple of bags of mulch, which I was going to use in my garden later. And I would buy the plants I wanted to have and I would arrange them in this wheelbarrow and I would move them in and out of the garage until it just made my husband crazy. Because, it, you know, trying to park the cars, you go, oh, your car has to sit out. And it's like, I so didn't care
4: because
3: <laughs> I wanted to have those plants. right? And that way, then when you go to garden, you've been looking at those plants, you've already kind of acclimated them to, you know, near where they're going to go. And you've you've had time to think about how you're going to plant them. I really believe in being thoughtful and intentional with what you do because you'll enjoy it that much more. I enjoy plants before I get them, when I get them, after I got them. It's it's a way that you can really enjoy gardening.
2: Right? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a wonderful thing to do and it's it's very good therapy I think for some people to get out there and the the dirt itself and I forgot what the scientific name is but uh, when 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 I go into the greenhouse right now we are uh, our back greenhouse we grow and we're filling pots up with uh, ProMix and soil to get ready to plant up that soil emits something it's like it's almost like a pheromone or something but it's a it's a wrong word but there's a scient a scientific word to just what some of the uh, the feel good um, material that comes out when you're actually working with the dirt, and it's uh, very, very good for the uh, serenity, so to speak. So,
3: I truly believe in that. I have always felt that my very best place is when I'm in nature and I'm in the garden, and at this time of the year when you're in a greenhouse, I went to a friend's the other day, and he's got a couple big greenhouses, and nobody even saw me. I'll be honest. They just kind of snuck in the back door and wandered around in his greenhouse for a while because it just... There's more air. It seems like I breathe better. I feel better. I feel connected, and uh, I just feel more able to manage the day. Yes. It's just that simple. So, yeah.
2: So what are you going to do in the garden today yourself?
3: Oh, actually, I am going to go to your place. I'm going to head down there and get that pink hellebores. I got the burgundy one last year, and that was just gorgeous. Right. And uh, but the pink one, I seem somehow I'm attached to to pink and orange this year. Are pink and peach colors i feel like i want to mix those colors that most people don't mix i'm looking for ways to kind of come combine them together so uh, i'm going to do that container out front that's my plan for this weekend and uh, while everybody else is doing super bowl stuff i'm going to be doing plants <laughs>
2: sounds good to me well we appreciate okay. you calling and we'll uh, get a recap of this on the intentional gardening uh facebook which you put one in a couple days ago from last week's show which is very nice and you that can be seen on my facebook page and uh usually on KTRS's page and uh, sometimes on Anne-Marie's page as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we appreciate all you do, and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. We're going to have a two-hour show again.
3: sounds
1: great. Thank you very much. All right, you guys, take care. Have a great weekend. Thank you very much. I'm David. I'm Anne-Marie.
2: And we'll be right back after these messages.
5: What if I told you that with one click to Wholesale Signing Depot, That's WSDepot.com. You can view the best selection of windows, doors, siding, and decking products that are durable, up-to-date, and energy-saving that will increase your home's value and comfort. All at wholesale pricing to save your hard-earned money. My grandson, Elijah, says,
3: Are you kidding me?
5: My name is Julius Krasanek, celebrating 51 years in this industry. Our local and family business is Wholesale Siding Depot. Please visit our website at WSDepot.com. That's WSDepot.com. For name brand windows from Anderson and Viwinko, CertainTeed composite and vinyl siding, Pro-V and Masonite doors, decking from Azac and Vision Fortress and Trex. We also offer a free contractor referral service to take care of your installation needs. Keep it local and professional. Please visit WSDepot.com. That's WSDepot.com.
6: Are you living with joint pain? Living with chronic or severe hip or knee pain should not mean giving up the things you love. Pain from arthritis and joint degeneration can be constant or come and go. It's common for patients to try medication and other conservative treatments to treat their knee or hip pain. If you haven't experienced adequate relief with those treatment options you may be a candidate for a Mako Smart Robotics partial or total knee or hip replacement, which may provide you with relief from your joint pain. Signature Orthopedics Dr. Christopher Palmer specializes in robotic hip and knee replacements using a minimally invasive technology to provide patients with relief from arthritis and joint pain. Less invasive means less painful and faster recovery times. Learn more at drpalmerortho.com. You don't have to live with joint pain. Go to drpalmerortho.com to learn more and schedule your appointment and get back to the things you love.
7: We welcome you to our great, big, small town of Belleville, Illinois. Whether you want to enjoy fabulous food in our restaurants, enjoy shopping at our one-of-a-kind boutiques, or you want to enjoy live music weekly throughout our downtown, Belleville is the perfect place to relax and unwind. For more information about Belleville, Illinois, please visit Belleville.net or BellevilleMainStreet.net. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Discover. Downstate Illinois.
8: Don't look now. The weather's about to turn nice. Spring is right around the corner, and you are going to want some extra outlets in the garden, in the back, in the basement, in the garage, wherever it may be. You know who you call? Baldy Electric. They just got finished working in my garage. They put some extra outlets in there, some. One tens and two twenties. I don't really know what that means. All I know is I needed them. They also put a car charger in there. Baldy Electric had their professional installers come out. They couldn't have been any easier to work with. Couldn't have been any nicer. Couldn't have been any more professional. Residential, commercial, an old Victorian home, or a brand new commercial building. Baldy Electric is who you want to call. Since 1996, licensed electricians. They're all OSHA certified. They're all lead certified. BaldyElectric.com 314 968 9999. Baldy or BaldyElectric.com 314 968 9999. It's spring. Let's get charged with BaldyElectric.com. Pun intended.
0: Now, the Inside Out Show continues with Anne Marie Boges and David Sherwood. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors on the Big 550 KTRS. Under
2: the, under the sun. What other word is that? Under
4: my I don't know under the word. <laughs> under
2: my thumb. No, it's under the sun when you're in the landscaping business. Welcome back to the Inside Out Show. I am David Sherwood with Sherwood's Forest Nursery and Garden Center. We are open today. We might still have a few pieces of sod. We've got firewood. We've got tons of trees. We've got cool indoor plants for Valentine's Day. And uh, we've got, of course, a lot of landscape shrubs and things. I. I had a person uh, ask me, they're getting ready to sell their house in a week or so, and they wanted to know what you could put colorful out in their pots, you know, or whatever. And obviously you can't put flowers out there right now, uh, or you could, but uh, you (laughs) you have to be kind of careful. But uh, we have some colorful foliage like uh, the golden mop uh, cypress, which is a plant that is yellow and very pretty that you could put in a, a couple pots in front of your front porch or, you know, a nice holly that was loaded with berries or, you know, or red twig dogwood that has red stems or, uh, like Marianne was talking about, the hellebore or, or linton rose, which is blooming right now. Those could take the cold. And that's one of the few perennials that you could put out in a combination planter in your under your front porch or plant on your yard if you wanted to. That if you're putting your house up for sale, that um, would look good, you know, for the next few weeks. Uh, or having
1: a party. Or having a party. Or a good Valentine's present Valentine's for someone that's a present. good, pretty color. Yeah,
2: it's all it's all nice stuff. So... There's a lot of good uh, spring interest plants that bloom early that people don't see because they don't come to the garden center this time of year. Mm-hmm. And witch hazel was another one that uh, she mentioned. We've got a blue, beautiful blooming witch hazel. We only got a couple of them. I think we got one or two at this point in time. That it, and it is blooming gorgeous right now. And I, I put a picture of it. Uh, yellow. One of my. This is more of an orange, uh, and uh, it. it uh, is blooming right now. And I, I put a picture of it in front of the uh, hellebore that we have, but the hellebore or the Lenten rose come in multiple colors. But those are all really fun plants. And, and things that look striking right now are the, the trees like coral bark, maples, Japanese maples, and red twig dogwoods that have that winter color on the stems where they're brilliant red. So those are those are cool looking things that you can add, add to your front of your house for color. Also, the early blooming shrubs, if you're talking about selling your house in a couple weeks, Scythias, if you had a couple pots of persythias, I guarantee there'd be a few flowers on them, or they might be in full flower uh, by the you know, next couple, three weeks. And if they if they bloomed a little bit early and we caught a little bit of cold weather, you could move them into the garage to slow them down a little bit. And that's a plant that would bloom three to four weeks for you uh, if they had the right conditions. Right now, this temperature we're having right now is like perfect to extend the life on blooms of things. So,
1: do you think they'll bring in any of these plants here, bringing in extra, you know, hummingbirds or anything like that? That's too soon still.
2: Well, the hummingbirds don't uh, migrate to this area right now, but anything that's got flowers on it, when the weather's warm enough, you'll see a bee or two. They'll come out and they'll uh, they'll find these plants and they'll they'll get the nectar and do what they do and and of course. Uh, any of the uh, berry-type plants, the birds and things enjoy mm-hmm. that a lot, the different uh, uh, flowering crab trees and things of that sort. We also just got a bunch of those in that are really nice. But
1: uh, Do you recommend any of the ones you just talked about, the plants ones, to plant in the ground versus in a pot? Uh,
2: pretty much everything. If you want to live for the long term, it should be in the ground. If you want something that's temporary, like, for instance, the golden mop, and you wanted to put it in a pot for, you know, to sell your house or whatever, Eventually, I think needs more dirt. So unless you have a really big pot, uh, you need to get in the ground if you want to have the hellebore in pots. A lot of people will t- and make like a floral arrangement with those. They'll take a few and leave them in the pots, uh, hellebore, and put them in a container, uh, and maybe throw some, uh, you know, bamboo stems or some birch logs or something in with it, or some kind of grasses. Uh, and just have a festive-looking pot, and then you know when they feel like it, a couple of weeks later, they'll go ahead and drop those plants in the ground, plant them properly. So, and it, it's uh, there's a lot of things you can do with uh, some of the perennials on a temporary basis, and then but ultimately they need to find their final home.
1: What and is you know, the rule of thumb for for digging a hole for these? I know, let's say they don't want to have someone; they they're handy, they can dig a hole themselves. Right.
2: Well, first of all, you, you you need to remove the sod, and you need to get a sharp spade. And uh, that and what we just like to use is a flat spade. It's called a pony spade, not those round, long-handled shovels. But whatever, if you have a, or a, like a, a tile spade is good also to use. But get a sharp edge on that and strip that sod off. And take that first, uh, you know, inch and a quarter worth of dirt and grass and get it off the uh, area that you're going to make your hole and or your garden bed itself. And take that sod and either put it in your compost pile or maybe you've got another area in the house or your yard that you need to use it. And then dig that hole usually about one and a half times as wide as the uh, pot or the root ball of the tree that you have. And a little bit deeper, but not too much deeper. And then backfill the, uh, when you're backfilling the tree or shrub, you want to take a mixture of half of your old dirt that you dug out. And uh, half, if you can, of uh, St. Louis Composting's Black Gold, and kind of chop that up and make a nice mixture, and uh, and fill your backfill with that. A lot of people make the mistake of, you know, first of all, if you if we live in the soil that we have a rocky clay soil, which half of the St. Louis area does. Yes, me too. Backfilling with that, it's completely. You've got chunks, and it never really. There's a lot of air in there, and it doesn't really work. Uh, the same mistake is is if you just backfill that hole you dug in clay or rock and and put nothing but compost in it, it's not natural and it might hold a little bit too much water. So it's good to blend a little bit of the, your your existing soil, uh, clay, dirt, whatever, topsoil, whatever you're fortunate enough to have. Get get the rocks and sticks and roots out with the compost and kind of have a mixture so it sort of blends in better when you backfill. And then you use Espoma's... Uh, Biotone Starter Plus, which will give it a good kick. And all the fertilizers and things from Espoma and Fertilome and things, all are, you should be starting to think about uh, applying those any time. I mean, this weekend would be fine to be putting down, if you want to put down things for weeds or if you want to fertilize, or you can use some organic materials that like Espoma has, or, or Malorganite, which will uh, green up your yard and be a good fertilizer. All that material can be put down this time of year. so.
1: Um how many inches do you need between the top of the roots to grass or to the Well know.
2: typically we like to in St. Louis soils, you know, theoretically you should everything should be planted more or less level. But uh we wanna make sure that our in, in St. Louis we like to plant our bigger trees an inch and a half or two inches above grade where that top of that ball is a little bit higher. And, that, and put a good uh, ring around it, kind of like make it like it looks like a tire. With your excess dirt, you can make like a little ring that catches water. And then you have a couple inches of mulch over the top of that. And by doing that, it allows... The, the period of time when we have these extreme rains for a tree not getting overwatered. And a lot of times trees, a newly planted tree can be overwatered as well as it can be underwatered. And mm-hmm. it's uh, hard to tell the difference. They'll kind of have the same symptoms. Uh, the leaves will yellow and, you know, they'll wilt. Sometimes they'll wilt when, because they're not getting oxygen to it. So that soil preparation is very important. if and it's if the soil is prepped properly you, uh, and the tree is uh, located at the right height, it's, uh, it's uh, you're not going to have those issues as much. And, folks, if you'd like to give us a call, anything horticultural-wise or anything to do with the, your home on the inside or the outside, uh, remodeling, kitchens, baths, anything that you're looking to do, making a new room or taking three rooms and turning it into one, mm-hmm. you can give us a call at 314-931-5877 or text us at 84126.
9: I am David. I'm Anne Marie. And we'll be right back after this message. Hi, this is John Schaefer. What's the one thing everybody talks about when it comes to roofing contractors? Is he local, and will he be there when I need him? I'm sure Jay Compton Roofing will be. They have over 48 years of expertise in the roofing industry. The Compton Roofing family has been serving St. Louis homeowners for over 72 years. Jonathan Compton prides himself in taking care of all his customers. Whether you need repair, replacement, storm damage, or total roof replacement, or that custom home, they'll be there to take care of your needs. They will work with your insurance company every step of the way to get everything that you deserve. J Compton Roofing understands that if he takes care of you, you will tell your friends, and that's the best advertising there is. Call J Compton Roofing for a no-obligation estimate at 314-800-9859. That's 314-800-9859. Or their website, the letter jcomptonroofing.com. J Compton Roofing, experience you can count on and, quite frankly, quality that you
10: should expect. Before you put your home on the market, before you have to pay money fixing it up to sell it, before you have to pay real estate commissions, call me. I'm Mike Robinson with Robank Properties, and I will buy your home. Any property, any condition, anywhere, and always as is. Call me, Mike Robinson with Robank Properties at 314-283-0867. That's 314-283-0867. You have nothing to lose when you call Robank Properties at 314 283 Eight three zero eight six seven. getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions Jackson yeah Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't you get your money back plus a hundred bucks Jackson yeah and Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life yeah. so don't just sit there for your biggest refund guaranteed Walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out, Jackson Hewitt, yeah!
6: Hey, Cardinals fans. Since 1967, Metro Lighting has been serving St. Louis and the surrounding region, offering an unbeatable selection of lighting and ceiling fans for the guaranteed best price. On top of the manufacturer's warranty, Metro Lighting stands behind the quality products they sell by offering their own warranty. With showrooms full of distinctive furnishings, art, accessories, and gift items, you're sure to find something to fit your style. For lighting and home, shop locally Metro Lighting. MetroLightingCenters.com.
8: You've had all these great ideas about what to do with your outside space. Now's the time to take the next step and call Outdoor Living because Pat Leahy and the gang at Outdoor Living have built a showroom which is a great resource for you. You can go in and see all the products they have. The composite decking, the metal framing. You see at Outdoor Living what they pride themselves on is building it right the first time and never having to worry about it again so they build it you can enjoy it for the rest of your life outdoor living their showroom on big bend and i-44 in kirkwood is a great resource for you you can go and see all the different ways and all the different things they can do then they'll come out they'll do a site visit and in just a few short weeks you will have the dream deck fence gazebo pergola whatever it may be Outdoor Living, right there in Big Bend and I-44 in Kirkwood. 314-966-3325 or OutdoorLivingInc.com. Check out the showroom and take that next step. You'll love it. Outdoor Living or
0: OutdoorLivingInc.com. Now, the Inside Out Show continues with Anne-Marie Boges and David Sherwood. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors on the Big 550 KTRS.
1: I mean, that's a good intro song right there. It is a good one. (laughs) Welcome back to the Inside Out Show on the Big 550 KTRS. I'm Amory Bogis from Amory Design Studio. Our showroom is located in Wildwood. We do kitchen and bath renovations and overall home renovations. Anything inside the walls, we will touch and handle for you from start to finish. And I'm here with David Sherwood, owner of Sherwood's Forest and Nursery. And he's been doing that for, gosh, 47 years, as you keep thinking. Yeah, at least. (laughs) If you guys have any questions, you're listening, you want to ask anything, don't hesitate to give us a call, 314-931-5877, or just text in your questions. 84126 is the text line. There you go. We do have a question here for you. It's, hi, what... What was the flowering ground cover you were just talking about, and where can I buy some?
2: Well, we were talking about the hellebore a lot, which is can, is kind of a ground cover, kind of perennial. It's a low-growing one. Of course, we have it at Sherwood's Forest and most uh, garden centers. What's the name there. of
1: it again? Say it's lower.
2: Linton rose is a, is a common name, or Linton. it's hellebore, and it's spelled H-E-L-L-O-R-E-S, something like that. Helleborus. It's There's kind a of the way it's spelled. Yeah, yeah. Helleborus. <laughs> But it, it it does it. Sometimes people pronounce it with the S, and some people that don't. Some a lot of people just call it hellebore. Some people call it helleborus. Some people call it Linton rose, for it's <laughs> gotcha. simpler. But uh, that is one thing that flowers this time of year early. There are a lot of other types of flowering ground covers that are really nice uh, that uh, can be planted, and a lot of perennials that uh, grow uh, very well in our area. Ajuga is one of them, and that flowers beautifully, depending if you have sun or shade. There's all sorts of different kinds of flowering sedums that flower in the sun, pachy sedum and uh, different things like that that are easy to grow. Uh, and most of the garden centers in St. Louis carry all those products as well as uh, Sherwood's Forest, of course. Well, hmm. like, we got a phone call.
1: Uh, we do. We have a caller, Mary. Are you there?
2: Hello, Mary.
11: Hello there. Love your show. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Happy Mardi grow. Oh, thanks. Or whatever. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
11: I'm now taking my dog for a walk here, and, and I looked up hellebores uh, to see what they look like. And and, and I, I noticed they only grow about two foot tall. Is yeah, that right?
2: Pretty much, yeah. That's about yeah. their maximum.
11: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, those are, are pretty. I think I'm going to get some of those to plant. Uh, they do good against the uh, edge of my woods. Yes,
2: that would be perfect. A little bit of shade yeah, and some there. sun, and, you know, yeah. it would be kind of a naturalizing kind of thing there. Beautiful.
11: My question is about arborvitaes. Huh? I planted five arborvities probably five years ago right. across the back of my yard uh, to kind of grow together and shield the woods. Right. You know, because because they were thinning out and I could see my neighbor behind me. Yeah. You know, the woods are about 30 foot thick.
4: Right. But they
11: get in there and thin all that stuff out. And anyway, so I can see my neighbor's house and I don't like
4: Sure. It. So
11: I've been planting these arborvities. <laughs> and as you can imagine, the deer take over. Right. And get a hold of them. So these our that are, uh, you know, five foot tall uh, are nibbled down to like two and a half foot tall. So um, a couple of them are still tall, but they eat in the middle. They leave the top and they eat the middle. So They,
2: they have a certain little area where they're comfortable. <laughs> they, yeah, they prune yeah, they the burning bush in my all. neighborhood the same way. They prune them all. Every burning bush in our neighborhood looks the same. And it's yeah. not because somebody's trimming them that way. You know, they'll right. they'll work their way from about nose level on a deer down and taper it down. Mm-hmm. It's amazing looking. But, you know, those plants, are these emerald arborvitaes you have or green giants? Yes. Yeah. Emerald Arbivitis. Yes. Yeah.
11: So, what I was thinking of is, is that, the, and I did this before, is like once, the win- you know, the winter's over, whatever, I cut them back down to the lowest spot where they don't have, you know, where they kept chewing. Right. So they're about two and a half foot tall. And then and then they grow from there my my question is they've been in about five years or so i don't know how deep the roots are could i dig those up and and move them and put them all together in a clump
2: uh, you could i mean a, a five foot arborvitae you you probably have you probably planted small it probably is a five gallon container yeah, it was or something.
11: one of those ones from home depot you yeah. know are like you know, 18 inches tall. Or right. Something, you,
2: know. You, you know, you could. I mean, if you if you did that, you'd probably want to put about a. You might need a little muscle to help you do that. You'd have to put a, a ball on them about the size of a bushel basket or so. And, oh, okay. Uh, I and, just
11: wondered. I just wondered how big that ball would be. Yeah,
2: something like that. And and they and then get some water on them yeah. and, and transplant. And try to keep your, uh, you know, root ball together as much as possible. The deers won't kill these things. They'll just nibble on them, and eventually the plant will get big enough that you won't notice it so much with the deer, hopefully. And if you can, if in the future, if you can take some deer netting and put them around the deer, uh, around the arborvitaes, or any way of protecting them, you can make little uh, deer repellents. You can use some uh, some of the granule and make little sachets out of it with uh, burlap and the granule deer repellents and put that right at the nose area where they're eating. Hang them like uh, Christmas ornaments. Also, you can put uh, noisemakers or any kind of chimey kind of stuff, and that you know that if they're hitting a certain area of your arbovitas, they don't like that too much. If you if they get up in there and all of a sudden then there's a little ding or a noise or something, so yeah, that. Well, you help. know,
11: right right around those, right behind there, about ten foot. I have persimmon trees, uh-huh. and persimmons drop all over, and they're back there eating all the persimmons and dropping all their droppings all over the place. Oh
4: boy. You know, they're
2: happy. They've got a smorgasbord.
11: <laughs> well, they're happy, but they come to my, my, um, but I did find some deer netting or bird netting uh, in my shed. And so I wondered if I could cut the, uh, the ones that are eaten out in the middle. There's two of them. If I could cut those off now and then put the deer netting over them. Sure. Too- yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know if that was too soon to cut them. Like well, if that would
2: them. yeah, yeah. You could cut them an hour later, but you know where they've chewed them back. They will that they will grow back from those those chewed up areas. So you know you can kind of uh, maybe see what happens in the spring and see what flushes out.
11: Yeah, it looks hideous in between. But <laughs> yeah.
1: well, thanks for your show. My yeah. our pleasure.
2: Thanks a lot for calling.
1: Uh, it looks like Judy is online as well. Judy, are you there.
2: Hello, Judy. Yes,
1: ma'am. This Hi. This question is for you, Anne Marie. Oh, great. What you got? What is the telephone
11: number? Is it on the mark or on your mark, Handyman?
1: It's on the mark, and let me give you his number. Mark is wonderful. Mark Tabaka. Mark I'm, to mm-hmm.
11: I'm ready whenever you're ready.
1: Mark Tabaka, that's my favorite Handyman's phone number here, Uh is Uh 314-623-5053. Uh-huh.
11: Oh, thank you, thank on you. on the I mark. Okay, and it's on the mark. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um it's uh,
1: Can you give me the phone number again? I think I got messed up here. That's okay. 314. 314- uh-huh. 623. uh 50. Uh-huh. 53. Zero. Okay. Thank you so so much and thank welcome, you Judy. for your program
11: and all your information.
1: No problem. Thank Have you. a great weekend. Thank you for calling. Thank you.
2: We got another text. from Somebody wants to know if sedum and stonecrop are the same thing. Uh, Stonecrop is a type of sedum. Yes, it is. Um, And there's something called stonecrop sedum. And it's a low growing and we use a ton of it on our landscape. It's a great plant. And uh, I am David. I'm Anne-Marie. And we're going to be right back
12: after this quick break. Hi, it's the Medicare man, Ryan Raphael. I want to first thank all of the wonderful listeners for allowing me to help them with their important Medicare decisions. If you are approaching 65 or retiring soon, I will help you figure out what to do and when to do it. I am fully aware of the endless literature, calls, and TV commercials people are bombarded with every day. I can help you navigate the Medicare maze with easy-to-understand and accurate info. If you are currently on a Medicare plan, do not hesitate to reach out if you want to compare and make sure you have the right plan for your needs. Many are unaware There are often enrollment periods other times of the year you can possibly take advantage of. If you need help, call me, the Medicare man, Ryan Raphael, at 314-368-6808 or visit medicaremanstl.com. 314-368-6808. 368-6808. It's lurking in your basement.
7: Over there in the corner.
12: Or it could be mold and mildew.
7: Or even that musty smell. All signs of water entering your basement and causing damage to your most expensive investment, your home. When you suspect water damage, use the hometown waterproofing experts at Permajack of St. Louis. Permajack provides permanent solutions to all your nagging water problems. Whether it's a simple crack repair, perimeter drainage system, waterproof wall panels, exterior waterproofing or even installing a sump pump Permajack of St. Louis does it and they do it right. After all, Permajack is the company St. Louis has trusted for almost 50 years. If you've noticed water in your basement, contact us for a free inspection, system design and estimate at permajackofstlewis.com That's permajackofstlewis.com Permajack
13: Foundation Repair and Water Proofing. Done right. Join your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and music director, Stefan Denev, for Carmina Burana. This epic work delivers goosebumps with its songs of joy, love, and celebration. Experience Stefan's Trilogy of Fate, featuring evocative music by Arvo Pert, Lara Auerbach, and Richard Wagner. February 17th and 18th at Stiefel Theater. Tickets at slso.org. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an
0: identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Don't let someone else enjoy your refund. Save up to 25% your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com.
14: For nearly three decades, there have been celebrations, excitement, moments, and memories. 30 years of Arch Madness at Enterprise Center. And it begins here in downtown St. Louis. The 2024 State Farm Missouri Valley Conference Men's Basketball Championship presented by Valley Sports Midwest and Great Southern Bank tips off March 7th through 10th. Celebrate 30 years of Arch Madness at Enterprise Center. Get your
0: tickets now at archmadness.com. Now. The Inside Out Show continues with Anne Marie Boches and David Sherwood. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors on the Big 550 KTRS.
2: Welcome back to the Inside Out Show. I am David Sherwood, Sherwood's Forest Nursery and Garden Center, located at 2651 Barrett Station Road. We've had some nice callers. And if anybody, we've still got a few minutes this hour, you can call us at 314 931 5877 or Texas at 84126. And Anne Marie's here with Anne Marie Foges, Samory Designs and mm-hmm. Studios. And mm-hmm. you had a question or two?
4: Uh,
1: Well, I have well, I have, you have a million things to talk about for next the session. Next, actually, I actually have one more question for you here. Um, When you're planting a tree and you want it not to fall, we were talking to Marianne Fink about it being strong. Right. Plants going in and outside. Well, what do you do when you plant a tree and you don't want it to lean? Right. You've, typically,
2: we use three two-by-twos, which are expensive, by the way. Two-by-two two oaks with a pointed tip. They're about six feet tall, and we run those in uh, outside the root ball. And then we'll take a guy wire, which is about a 14-gauge wire, and run, run it through a little piece of hose that wraps around the tree kind of in a loop. And loop it, uh, have it uh, torqued from three different uh, directions. But you don't want it too tight. You want that tree to be able to move just a little bit so that it, uh, to, like Marianne was talking about, putting the fan by her uh, tropicals so that the uh, it can get a little re- resiliency in the mo- motion of the trunk, and those stakes we keep on for about a year and a half. And you mm. a- always want to make sure you get those uh, taken off. Otherwise, a lot of times people will leave that wire around the uh, trunk of the tree and it'll girdle the tree. Mm. And that's not—that's like wearing a belt that's way too small, too long. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a lot of belts that don't fit. <laughs> we got a phone call. Oh, we
1: do, Terry. Are you there?
2: Hello, Terry. I am. Hi.
1: I am. Thanks for calling. Thanks for taking my call. I had a quick question. I have some blue-eyed Mary seeds, and I didn't want to sow them outside last summer because I was afraid when they came up, I wouldn't know they were plants that I wanted, Right. and I would pick them up. So I was going to start them, in the you know in the basement. And when do you think it would be a good idea? How tall should they be, and
3: when
4: should I transplant them outside?
2: Well, I would I would wait to. Uh... Start those seeds probably until March or so. Uh, okay. And then, you know, late, mid, mid-March, depending on if you're growing them under grow lights or however you're growing them. But you want to uh, make sure that we're kind of past the frost date. If you're going to have them inside, something like that's a little bit uh, delicate. So you probably want to wait till at least April 15th or so before you plant them. So you want to kind of time it accordingly. I'm not sure if you look on the seed pack how long it takes to germinate and how long it takes to develop into a full plant. But I'm guessing you probably you grow those, you know, for if we had them in the greenhouse, we'd probably take a good month or six weeks before they were plantable. So
3: Okay. Okay. And then would the same bees for zinnias? And
2: same thing on zinnias. Yeah.
12: Yeah. Can I just throw those seeds out? Well,
2: those seeds can be thrown in uh, later, you know, in the season for sure you know sometime around april but uh if you want to try to get a head start on it uh you you surely can but uh okay. zinnias a one that doesn't like cold at all and it doesn't like a lot of water so uh, that's one that uh typically it'll, it'll be a little bit later start on for sure
12: would the black-eyed susans and the zinnias get along if they were in the same place yeah i think they'd be happy
2: okay all righty thank you very much all right, thanks a lot for calling
1: Bye-bye. now we've got another call here too mike are you there mike hello
2: mike what can we do for you
14: Yeah. Good morning. Uh, First of all, I want to thank you. Last year, after years of uh, using the big box stores, Grass Seed, you recommended that locally. um, George's Magic Mix. Yeah. It it was. It is magic. Uh, Never never going back, as they say. Great. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So so my next project here in the grass is I've got uh, areas where um, zoysia and Bermuda have invaded. Right. And... I'd like to get rid of that without using Roundup. Um <sighs> good luck. Uh
2: <laughs> yeah. you can use Roundup or anything like that but it won't do any good if you if it's dormant like it is right now. Right. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, yeah, right. And yep. what you can yep. do is you can take uh some clear plastic or something and put it or black plastic and put it over that area if you're trying to kill it all and let the sun heat it up and uh that that'll kill some of that uh Will kill that grass that's there, and then uh, strip out what's left, what Matty kind of a uh, thatch inside is left with a, with mm-hmm. a spade. But uh, that okay. is another way of doing it. You can, okay. and people do burn zoysia this time of year. You can take zoysia and burn it. Uh, but that basically just gets rid of the tops, but you can use like a little torch. There's actually a, a, a gardening torch that's made for that. But
14: uh, yeah, I did. I did the plastic uh, on a, on a section last year, and it seemed to kill it off, but then. It's invasive. Uh, once that once stuff it comes wasn't back. dormant, it, it, it popped right back up. Yeah, so. it's
2: hard to get rid of. It really
14: is, yeah. Yeah. It, what, if, what if I did go the Roundup route? Would that work? It, it'll
2: work, and sometimes it takes several applications. But, it, the, again, the, the the Bermuda zoysia has got to be actively growing or green when you're using that material. You, you, right. It, as it starts greening up, you could start hitting it early this uh, late, well, late mid-spring, something like
14: that. Okay. All right. Uh, I will do that in in the uh, Good luck with the magic, magic mix. There All you right. go. Thank, Thank you. you
2: very much for calling the Inside yeah. Out show. We appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, the the Bermuda and zoysia grasses are invasive and they kind of mix in the Bermuda's the zoysia is, is bad, but the Bermuda's worse because Bermuda tends to crawl into your beds. Mm-hmm. And there is uh, something called Over the Top that kills a uh, Bermuda grass as it going into your mulch beds and things like that. That is a, a, a unusual product to use, but uh there's a lot of, um, you know, natural products that you can use to uh, kill grasses and things, you know, mixtures, vinegar and different things. If you, if you go online, you can find some solutions you can mix up. But unfortunately, some of the kills all or roundup type things are, are some of the best to use for that kind of material. we
1: got one more text here. What is the name of a local grass seed?
2: It's Georgia's Magic Mix. Yes, and it's uh, made by C.R. Robertson Seed Company, and uh, it's, uh, Schnarr has it, Sherwood has it, almost all of the local garden centers sell it. Yeah. It's a great product.
1: And now's a good time to put that down. You can put,
2: you could be putting seed down. If you're getting some work done in your yard, if you have some construction, you've got some loose soil or anything like that, you could go ahead and put that seed down, it'll lay dormant and eventually come up. But, uh, you know, we're riding in the, in the cups of, of, of seed. And if you're putting seed down, don't put any pre-emergent weed killers down. There you go. Yep. This is the Inside Out Show. I'm David. I'm Anne-Marie. And we'll be right back after these messages.
0: Now, live from somewhere where the birds and the bees and remodeled kitchens and baths live together in harmony. This is the Inside Out Show with Anne-Marie Boges and David Sherwood. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors on the big 550 KTRS. Thank you for calling the Inside Out Show. It's
2: Mardi Gras Parade Weekend. We were we we're trying our conversation about uh, when is uh, Fat Tuesday. It's yeah, not Tuesday. It,
4: it's. Oh. And but I know that Mardi Gras the dates are confusing.
1: You know,
2: we, in St. Louis, we have our own special way of celebrating holidays.
1: Yeah, the parades today down.
2: Parades today, and I know that uh, my uh, niece is uh, lives down in that neck of the woods, and she'll uh, she'll uh, be. Uh, chasing people out of her yard. She's right on that parade route. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of people having a lot of fun down there. I hope everybody stays safe and stays as sober as possible. Yeah. But um, it is a kind of a a fun time of year, and it's hard to believe uh, that next week is going to be Valentine's Day. Yeah, I know.
1: What says Fat Tuesday is on this Tuesday, the 13th. So it's Fat Tuesday, then Valentine's Day. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Gonna be and then crazy. It starts
1: Easter. That's how that whole thing.
2: That's that's right.
1: Spins around there. So yeah. hey, we have a text here too. Um, I have a horrific weed that is flat and has prickly edges. I can see that it's growing in my flower beds now, and it can get as large as maybe ten inches around. What can I do to get rid of this? Thanks well, so much for your great show.
2: Yeah, those that type of weed is is. It could be. There's a lot of different types that uh, that this may be, but uh, of course. It's some kind of a thistle probably, and they have a very painful spine. If you try to pull them, not good. So typically you want to get a a hand trowel or a spade or something and uh, dig that thing out. And uh, you can also, of course, use any of the uh, uh, glyphosate-type, Roundup-type products or, you know, uh, weed-be-gone or anything of that sort or weed-out or something like that or kills-all. Uh, will kill that. Any kind of a. If you have other things that are in this area, uh, you can use uh, different things that are a little bit stronger that actually kill it, kill and, and sterilize the soil. A lot of people have a pretty good um, luck with a vinegar solution, also. But you know, it's a it's a tough weed and it's really a rough one to 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 try to deal with pulling out. But typically, uh, you know, when you that that plant starts greening up, uh, which It's usually one of the first ones that pop up. You would want to try to uh, use some sort of a uh, weed killer, whether it be vinegar or something uh, a little bit uh, stronger. There's a lot of uh, organic types that work kind of, and then there's some of the other other ones that have the scary name on it. You know, as long as you use these products and you use them very carefully and you follow the instructions, uh, people have been working with... uh, some of these uh, uh, products like uh, Roundup and whatnot, for years, You just what the problem is is when they're broadcasted, when people do whole fields and, you know, they, they spray large areas and you get a lot of runoff and it goes into creeks and it causes all sorts of different issues. But if you can take, uh, you know, some of this uh, product will come in a foam form or you can paint it on the weeds itself uh, where you're not spraying it anywhere it doesn't need to be. And then after that, weed dies. You can uh, dispose of it not in your compost bed, but uh, throw it in a trash can or something like that.
1: So yeah, my dog would kill anything with marking its territory. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, <laughs>
1: that, that,
12: get a dog. That's
2: that's another way. You know, I i, I never thought about that, but uh, you know, that could be a possibility if you could save that up. <laughs> We've got to get a sample for uh, the veterinarian. It's like they said, well, just walk behind your dog with a ladle. <laughs> it's like,
1: no, it's real uh, hard to do. I know there's you. a
2: lot of uh, you know the coyote urine is a very good uh, repel for uh, deer and different uh, 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 animals that you want to keep out of your yard, uh, rabbits and things of that sort. Uh, we used to sell it. We don't sell it anymore because—
4: I
1: think Schnorr's does. <clears throat> they just talked about that. Yeah, I
2: think they? they did. I think they may still sell it. I know we had a problem one time. When we had a, a box of it shipped, and one <laughs> one of the bottles was uh, cracked inside the bottle. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of hard to sell after that. But Yeah, uh,
1: I could say so. Uh, I've got another text here. Uh, it says, what is the name of the evergreen that you suggest around the pool?
2: An evergreen around a pool, which would be good. could be uh, a boxwood, of course, is the, kind of the go-to evergreen. Are you talking about something upright that's going to give you privacy or just something that's a shrub that's pretty? I don't know. If it's an upright, upright. It's a lot of people want an upright that's going to go around a pool that, that gives you some kind of privacy, and uh, there's a really a neat uh, – Upright evergreen called the Taylor Juniper that uh, provides a nice screen without taking a lot of your deck space and a lot of uh, ground space up, you know, in, in that regard. If you want a nice little hedge or something, something like a Green Mountain Boxwood can be uh, tall, maybe three to four feet tall, and, and it'll grow into like an English garden type hedge. And it's an evergreen, would be a good thing to do. A lot of people around pools. Don't want to have a lot of stuff that flowers. You know, some of the things that really are wonderful perennials that look super cool around a pool are things like the perennial hibiscus that flower that big, uh, like a dinner plate-sized flower in the middle of the summer, Then they look like a tropical hibiscus. But, you know, if if you put those out, put them in an area you're not sitting around so much because you will get bees and things, the things that flower. But the hummingbirds and some of the things you might want to look at – will enjoy those quite a bit. But uh, uh, somebody said they put the uh, coyote urine spray in their yard, and the deer walked right through it and didn't face it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey.
1: Uh, another one here is, I know you answered this question before, but I forgot. What's your favorite hardwood floor cleaner polish? Hardwood floor cleaners. All right, my favorite is Bona. It's spelled B as in boy, O-N-A. They have, you can get it anywhere. You can get it on Amazon, Target, Uh, Home Depot, almost anywhere you can buy this now. And it's just really good because it does not leave a residue behind. And I think that's really the problem with most of the hardwood floor cleaners out there because they leave more of a polish to it, which is putting layers of gunk onto your floor. So if you took a sample of an old floor or like your original floor next to your floor after it's been mopped and mopped and mopped, it'll actually have a sheen on your floor that's been cleaned a bunch of times if you're not using Bona. So hmm. I do really like that Bona product. And they do even have like a easy version where it's kind of like a Swiffer, you know, the thing that goes in front of it, you sp- hit the button and it sprays out in front of you and you just kind of wipe it, wipe it on. Or you can get the concoction where you blend it with a bucket with a mop. So Bona, that's my favorite wood floor.
2: There you go. Product to clean with. And, it, and it's uh Natural kind of thing. It's really not that strong, and probably doesn't it's have a strong, strong smell to Mm-mm. it or anything. Yeah. No, so.
1: it's just it's very easy, easy to use. Yep, I like it. Very good. Uh, so, things I would like to just chat about in general. I feel like I, I get this question constantly, and it doesn't come out in the right way, basically. But the idea is understanding any project you're going to do, whether it's related to Sherwood's Forest Nursery or Anne Marie Design Studio. So, expectations right? I think that's kind of across the board in life. Expectations, understanding what expectations you're planning to have met and that whoever you're choosing to work with on whatever you're doing will be able to meet those expectations. Or maybe your expectations are a little off, and understanding realistic ones, that would be uh, the best idea. So going through your expectations related to a project that I would handle, and I'm going to say probably the same related to your landscaping budget. That's going to be your first thing you need to figure out as a homeowner. What kind of budget do you want to spend on your house? And that isn't just a question of, You know, how much do you want to spend? You might be wrong about how much you want to spend and then what you want to have done physically can't be done with the dollar amount you're wanting to spend. So I think the theory is, what's the investment worth to you, right? Is it going to be worth a lot more than what your house is worth? That's where I would come in and have a conversation with you understanding the, the pros and cons about spending a very large dollar amount or a smaller dollar amount to get the best bang for your buck. Then it's the overall goal for function in your space. So let's say you're just calling a contractor and to say, hey, I want to I do a new kitchen. If you're not telling him how much you want to spend, what your goal for function is, those two things right there could be unrelatable to each other in a bad way. Like you didn't tell them you wanted all this Storage and all these great pieces in your space, cubbies built into the walls, or making a closet or something, and you didn't plan for the budget in that way either. So, next big thing would be timeline, understanding your timeline compared to what your contractor or the company you're working for can handle. So, same thing with plants and gardening. What's your timeline you're trying to get? Are you having a party? Are you having, are you doing a project because you're having a wedding at your house that you need to have everything ready for? Or is it just you've been waiting 20 years, you know, you just want it done. Uh, And then the last expectation is the design and the look. And I'm putting this in this order where budget, functionality, timeline, and then design and look, because in reality, if someone that's really good at their job, they can create the design or the look for you with those other pieces in mind, there's so much product out there. Kind of like there's so many plants out there, right, David? Right. Someone tells you they want h- tall trees to, to hide. How tall? How tall and how and much And where are you your power spend? lines? One, yeah. one plant that covers, you know, your neighbors is, a different price than another plant that That's covers right. your neighbors. Same thing in in design: what tile you want for your house, what countertops or cabinetry. There's all different price points related to all these pieces. So, understanding your expectations and setting them up with whoever you're working with has to be the first conversation you have. Don't just hire someone because they're available.
2: You know, and it's it. Trees and plants are kind of like appliances. Mm-hmm. If you buy an inexpensive one,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's not going to last that long. Yeah. If you buy an inexpensive tree that is a fast-growing tree it's not going to last that long you know a lot of a lot of the the trees that uh, people like a lot like you know a poplar for instance or something like that it can be a messy tree and it can grow very quickly or a willow it's okay to have those trees if you have them in an area that it's you're okay with fast growth surface roots and, uh, you know, possibly limbs, you know, falling off like Bradford pears. Of course, we know all mm-hmm. the problems with those. But, you know, they grew fast. They were a great tree. But then all of a sudden they had, uh, you know, an invasive uh, nature to them and other things of that sort. Uh, you know, expectations, too, is maintenance. You know, if you're going to get a marble f- uh, floor, floor, yeah. you're going to maintain that differently than you are carpeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're going to be a lot more concerned, if you know, if you, you know, damage it or you drop something on it. Or, right. And if you've got kids that, you know, throw toys around and, you know, so when you, you know, maybe your clients, when they get older, they decide they want a different surface to walk on than they did when they were younger. If their kids are gone, you know, and, 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 and far as the plants go, I mean, everybody says maintenance free and I don't care what you have. Your car is not maintenance free. It is. reminds you every three months that you need something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new cars do at least. And your landscaping does, too. Every three months or so, it needs maybe a little treatment of fertilizer. Maybe it needs a little treatment of a dormant oil spray. Maybe it needs a little neem oil. Maybe it needs a little bit of pruning. All of that stuff uh, requires uh, some sort of maintenance. And people need to uh, decide how much they do want to do the maintenance by what they put in their yard. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about around a pool. You know, something like boxwood is, is a nice, easy shrub. You prune once in a while. It doesn't have a lot of leaf litter. We had a text about... On the uh junipers that i'm talking about the Taylor junipers they have little blue balls uh the ones you talk about around the pool uh they're little most all junipers will have a small berry on them they're really not messy. the birds will eat them it's not like they drop all over the place it's it It's the size of a a small it's like a shrivelled blueberry, kind of a dehydrated uh blueberry. If I and,
1: fall it down into the mulch and
2: not yeah it's really not That's it, not a mess issue it's not like a a flowering crab. I had a a friend of mine who was a local famous artist who's passed away, but very famous. That uh, had a neighbor he didn't like, and he had a pool. The neighbor had a pool behind him that made a lot of noise, and. He planted mulberry trees <laughs> on, the, on the back side of his property so that the birds would enjoy the mulberries and oh. and finish enjoying them in the neighbor's oh, pool. Oh, pack. that's <laughs> <laughs> that was, I, mean, I, I wish I could share, but it, it, the person, but it was, <laughs> he was quite a character. Well, but uh, yeah, maintenance is a big deal, and you know there are plants that can be lower maintenance. Uh, people like gravel beds. They think, well, the gravel not going to need to be replaced because it's uh, not like mulch or whatever, but weeds will grow in gravel and uh, you still got to deal with that. And if you have a gravel bed, you can't go in there and easily plant bulbs or other things that you're doing. So
1: It's hard for me with gravel beds is the rocks fall into the grass. Yeah, and then they fall in the and grass yeah,
2: and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So the, there's a little bit of something involved with everything, but, uh, you know, we, we talk about native plants and com- being completely organic. I don't think, I think the word, first, of all, I think the word, organic is impossible because this world there's nothing organic in this 100 percent. i yeah. mean every field every forest everything has got the pollutions that this we have been putting on the earth for the last thousand years or more so the last hundred years but uh we can try to do the best we can as being uh, organic and try not to use chemicals and things like that but if you plant pure natives and things, and and don't use any chemicals, you're you have to change your expectations. You're not going to have a lawn to cut. Your your dog may, you know, enjoy uh, running through the natives, but it might also not like the ticks and fleas and things that hang out in in yards that aren't maintained. You know, so you know everybody's got to have different areas, but I think everybody should have an area in their yard where they can have a, a native plant area, something for the butterflies and the bees. And that may not be right near your patio or right up. You can
4: up do it in a raised bed your, area. You can do it in a
2: raised bed area, and you can, uh, you know, help kind of keep the pollinators happy and the bees happy without uh, getting scared of them. And bees don't bother me. I can – for some reason, it seems like people that are afraid of bees – Get stung. I, I'm my serious. My
1: dad always said they can sense fear. Is that I, true? I, 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 I believe you
2: know it's true, and I, I, I'm sure Marianne or somebody would have weigh in on that. But I mean, I can walk up to a bee and put my hand right right on it on a flower and take a selfie with it. You know, typically, and I, I'll get stung. I'm sure in a week. Now you I, are. I, I don't like you let shock. <laughs> I'll find out I'm allergic to them. But but you know I you know unless you you know you sit on one by accident or you you know you you're really you know, if you're in a hive, it's another story. And our workers a lot of times will <clears throat> be digging and they find these ground hornets or ground mm. bees and they they, they 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 dig a hole and they run into one of those and that that can be an issue. But, uh, you know, expectations, very important with everything. You well, know? you were
1: just talking about uh, I bring it up to function because my, my level of direction, you should go budget, what kind of function, the timeline, and then the design and look. So if you're looking for a marble floor, well, if you're goal for function is easy maintenance, I'm not going to give you marble. I'm going to give you a porcelain tile or a quartz countertop that looks like marble, something that looks like marble that has less maintenance. But again, it's not zero maintenance. You'd still have grout if it was a tile floor. You'd still have caulking around the edges of the countertop if it's uh, any countertop in general. So yeah, that's... Think about your expectations and ask us how, how real expectations should go because we've done this every day. We're professionals in the industry.
2: So. That's right. And, and I think our our selection that we have at our plant material that we sell at our nursery and and the brands you recommend in, let's say, a refrigerator or a stove or whatever, you know the things that are at the right price point for the people that are going to give them, you know, a reasonable return on their investment mm-hmm. and their expectations, you know. And, yep. and if you're a normal homeowner, you don't necessarily need a – you know, twenty thousand dollar refrigerator, or but you know, even your
1: twenty thousand dollar refrigerator, it's going to need maintenance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> so you kind of deal with that.
2: Yep. If folks, we got any questions? You, we're going to be on for another half hour. We're going to have a trivia as well. But you can give us a call at three one four nine three one five eight seven seven or eight four one two six. I'm David. I'm Amree. And we'll be right back after this message.
4: Diana from Newsteaders Fine
7: Jewelers,
1: here to remind you, we don't just offer the best pieces. We offer one of the last master hand engravers in our country. My father can create timeless, personal, and unforgettable pieces. Come by our showroom at the corner of Big Ben and Doherty Ferry or learn more online at wowdiamonds.com. Hi,
9: this is John Shape. What's the one thing everybody talks about when it comes to roofing contractors? Is he local, and will he be there when I need him? I'm sure Jay Compton Roofing will be. They have over 48 years of expertise in the roofing industry. The Compton Roofing family has been serving St. Louis homeowners for over 72 years. Jonathan Compton prides himself in taking care of all his customers. Whether you need repair, replacement, storm damage, or total roof replacement, or that custom home, they'll be there to take care of your needs. They will work with your insurance company every step of the way to get everything that you deserve. Jay Compton Roofing understands that if he takes care of you, you will tell your friends, and that's the best advertising there is. Call Jay Compton Roofing. For no-obligation estimate at 314-800-9859. That's 314-800-9859. Or their website, the letter J, com. J Compton Roofing, experience you can count on. And quite frankly, quality that you should expect.
8: Family owned and operated, Morelli Tuck Pointing has been repairing chimneys and walkways and porches, foundations, entire homes, anything brick and stone for 32 years. Morelli's longtime dedicated employees have earned them an A-plus rating with the BBB and the prestigious BBB Torch Award. They've also received the Angie Super Service Award each year since 2005. Great reviews on Google, Angie, and BBB encourage you to call 314-645-1387 when you need tuckpointing repairs or visit morellytuckpointing.com.
10: You're selling your home, and I want to buy it. This is Mike Robinson with Robank Properties, and I am ready to pay top dollar for your home. No contingencies, no inspections, no monkey business. I buy your home no matter the condition or location, and you walk away with cash. Call me, Mike Robinson, at 314-283-0867, 314-283-0867, or at robangproperties.com. That's R-O-B-A-N-G, properties.com.
3: Mom, what do you always say? There's nothing sadder
6: than jewelry that sits in a drawer.
3: That's why we are proud to offer jewelry repair on-site at Setters Fine Jewelry. We know that your jewelry is important to you, and we take that part of our job very seriously. Visit us at Doherty Ferry and Big Bend or learn more at... Hi,
9: everybody. This is Dr. Dan Lang. Join me every Sunday afternoon from 2 to 3 on the Big 550 for Animal Talk, where I talk about everything regarding dogs, cats, and other domestic animals. Topics include nutrition, training, medical checkups, special guests show up now and then, and, of course, I'll answer your questions. So join me every Sunday afternoon from 2 to 3 for Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. The Animal Talk of St. Louis.
0: Now, the Inside Out Show continues with Anne-Marie Boges and David Sherwood. Brought to you by Boardwalk Heartwood Floors on the Big 550 KTRS.
1: Welcome back to the Inside Out show on KTRS Big 550. I'm Anne-Marie Bogis, owner of Anne-Marie Design Studio. You know, I never really give my contact information too no, often really on haven't. this show. I tend to just talk. <laughs> uh, if anyone ever wants to reach out to me and my own company, first always go to the website. It's amree studio.com. That's spelled A N N E. Amree studio.com. But you can always give us a call at the showroom. We're open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5. The phone number is 636 636- and we do anything inside your house any renovation need you have from big to small if we can't work with your timeline or your budget we'll be very upfront with you Um, or if we tell you what you should expect and maybe that means hanging tight for just a little bit while you either save up or it works better in your time frame uh, we'll tell you that as well so um, and then I'm here with David Sherwood. Fantastic guy over here. Did you know he was a swimmer? Yeah, uh, yes, I was. I, like to tell I still that am. Still I still is. I know. One of these days, I'll show you. Yeah, <laughs> I can still do it. I can still do it. Well, my daughter swims, so we talk about swimming pretty often. That's right. But uh, he's the owner of Sherwood's Forest and Nursery. And if you guys have any more questions, we're going to be here for just under a half an hour still. Our phone number here is three one four. 931-5877 or feel free to text in at eight four one two six. and I got a couple more texts in here. One of them earlier was heard Bona was not good to use. i am be honest every wood floor company that we work with says to use Bona and I've used it and my floor installers use it. We've had zero bad experience with Bona. I can see things I googled it real quick just to see what maybe you're hearing you know that to say. I can't really find real pictures or anything bad happening with the the product Bona but I'm really happy with it so I would still use that in general uh then Mm. I've got a couple for you David here there is what what should I do about weeds growing between bricks on a patio I tried digging the weeds out and filling the sand between the bricks with cement uh, and you still have individual weeds well, I, Hang on. Oh, cement silicone-style sand. That yeah. became hard when we sprayed it with water. It did not keep the weeds from growing between the bricks. Should I spray a Roundup on You'll, the individual weeds? You can
2: on put individual. down a uh, pre-emergent on that. And and there is a special type of uh, the uh, sandy cement uh, material he's talking about. It's it's a type of a gravel that actually binds together. It's almost turns like grout, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head right now. But we use it on our walls and our our patios and things that we do you're always going to get moss you're always going to get weeds uh, sometimes you get moss and if you can use copper sulfate or something like that to get rid of that but putting down a good pre-emergent and preen is one and there's more of a commercial one called a snapshot that is good to be put down and that'll help keep some of those weeds from coming through and grass and whatnot but unfortunately uh there's there are products that sterilize the soil roundup is a product that you can use and still plant and weeds and things will still grow, uh, seven days later. It's, it's just going to kill what it touches, but there are products that fertile home that, uh, uh, will basically sterilize the soil. So you spray that and you use these for like gravel driveways and things of that sort. And, uh, if if you get uh, that type of a weed killer, I think it's a kills all, I think is what it's called, but it'll, uh, you know, keep things from growing back. And, and with the hardware stirs, and uh, we have that at the nursery too. But they, when you use that, you're only using that in areas where you're not doing any planting at all. So, yeah, that's a tough situation. So.
1: I hate I hate having to suggest the the chemical products that you know can cause cancer and things like that. It's just right. you want to hear the better better ones out yeah.
2: there. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, if that, you know, I don't know, if, if your patio is really old brick patio, a lot of times there's a lot of that uh, – Subsoil, the sand and things of, or whatever it was usually limestone that it's uh, put down a minus or some sort of a, of uh, underneath it that should have been a good layer of that that you know, kind of keeps a lot of those weeds. But you're probably getting weed seeds that are falling down from wherever on top of your your media that is in between the bricks, and <clears throat> that's that's just something that uh, you got to deal with and try to. In pulling them out, you're 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 displacing a lot of the. uh the material that was between that with the uh, the sand or the sand cement uh, filler that you had in there. So you know, when you do that, you got to refill again. So
1: what do you think Seed St. Louis does? Trying to get weeds out of everything that they do.
2: Well, they have volunteers. Yeah,
1: pull. <laughs> yeah. They just pull. They have a lot of
2: volunteers, and a lot of times, you know, some weeds aren't going to bother things so much. You know, if you keep them down kind of low, and, and you can go through the best way to get a weed out is with a hoe you know just you know get it and hoe it out you yeah. know and and pull it out of there and uh you know if if you if you get them while they're young and you you keep turning your mulch and you or if you don't have mulch you just have a like a a vegetable garden and you get in there just like farmers do that you know they don't they'll get in there and they'll run a disk through and turn all that over and that'll yeah. that'll keep that from happening so it's you know not that easy to do uh you know in you know residential area, because you're you're doing it by hand, of course. Uh, got another text here. Do I need a damper clamp on my fireplace? Is it
1: code, in the, Is it in, code city? in the city? Not county, city? Let me look that up. I'll get back to you in just a second. I'll yeah, check out the code. Not sure
2: exactly what a, a, a clamp must be, something that uh, keeps it from opening back up or Closing or whatnot. Um, but, I'll
4: check uh,
1: code here just a second. While, while I'm looking that up, though, we do have trivia still yes, today. Yes, we do Before have trivia. Before we get to the trivia question, you got any plans for uh, tomorrow for the big Super Bowl?
2: Big Super Bowl. I hope to kind of be chilling. Of course, I'll go into work like always and, and do payroll and then uh, come home and just uh, sort of hang around and and veg, I think. We're not we're not going anywhere. So
1: yeah, We're going to yeah. hang at a friend's house. I did make shirts for my daughter that says... Go, Taylor's boyfriend.
2: Uh, yeah. I, I, there was what, what did they say? How much more revenue was brought to the uh, broadcast? Oh, I don't know. Lots. So apparently. many I don't know, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of TV revenue has been added just from her being in the right. stadium or whatever.
1: Well, it makes more people watch the show that maybe didn't watch it before. Yeah, so.
2: females apparently. That's right. That so big...
1: we decided to have trivia today based on football. Football. Why not, right? That's so, right. So the question today is... Who was the first wild card team to win the Super Bowl?
4: Hmm. hmm. Who
2: was the first wild card team to win the Super Bowl? If you know they answer that question, you can give us a call at 314 931 5877. You can text us at 84126 just to let us know you're listening, but you can't win. Uh, And we will send you two tickets to the National Museum of Transportation, which is located on Barrett Station Road. It would be a great day to go there right now and walk around and look at the trains, planes, and everything they've got on exhibit. There's all sorts of different things uh, uh, there. It's a beautiful place to look at. Uh, This is the Inside Out Show. I'm David. I'm Anne-Marie. And we'll be right back
7: after this message. Nestled in the heart of the Hill neighborhood is the Hill Cigar Company. Stop on in. See the selection of cigars the Hill Cigar Company has to offer. While you're in the store, check out their cigar lounge in the back. Whether you're new to cigars or an aficionado, the Hill Cigar Company is the perfect shop for you. The Hill Cigar Company at 5360 Southwest Avenue give them a call at 314-776-4455. A cigar for every connoisseur.
6: It's the ultimate Girl's Day Out, the 37th annual Working Women's Show, February 16th through the 18th at the St. Charles Convention Center, featuring even more exhibitors, entertainment, fitness stages, a brand new chef's corner, and the Beauty Box, our new beauty stage. All your favorites are back. The Wine and Spirits Garden, Pampered in Paradise, Make It and Take It, and Alison Arngrim, who played Nellie Olson on Little House on the Prairie and much more. Tickets at the show and at WSSonline.com. The Working Women Show. Food, fashion, fitness, and fun.
7: Hi, this is Stuart Rosenbloom, president of Stewart's American Mortgage. Stewie! Mortgages are the biggest investment that a person's going to make in their life, yet most people don't know anything about it. Tune in for Mortgages and More with Stewie. That's me, where we can go over all the different types of mortgage programs in simple terms. You, me, Stewie! You'll become an expert after the first show. Listen to
0: Mortgages and More with Stewie, Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on KTRS.
6: Do you or a family member have health care coverage through Missouri Medicaid or Mo MoHealthNet? The Family Support Division is required to make sure everyone still qualifies. You may need to take action to avoid losing coverage. Check your mail for notices from the Family Support Division and visit mydss.mo.gov forward slash renew to create an account on the new benefit portal and to check renewal dates. That's mydss.mo.gov forward slash renew. This message is sponsored by the Missouri Department of Social Services.
5: What if I told you that with one click to Wholesale Siding Depot, that's wsdepot.com, you can view the best selection of windows, doors, siding, and decking products that are durable, up-to-date, and energy-saving that will increase your home's value and comfort, all at wholesale pricing to save your hard-earned money. My grandson, Elijah, says,
3: Are you kidding me?
5: My name is Julius Krusanic, celebrating 51 years in this industry. Our local and family business is Wholesale Siding Depot. Please visit our website at WSDepot.com. That's WSDepot.com. For name brand windows from Anderson and Viwinko, CertainTeed composite and vinyl siding, Pro-V and Masonite doors, decking from Azac Envision, Fortress and Trex. We also offer a free contractor referral service to take care of your installation needs. Keep it local and professional. Please visit WSDepot.com. That's WSDepot.com. Mm-hmm.
0: Now the Inside Out show continues with Anne Marie Boges and David Sherwood. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors on the Big 550 KTRS. Welcome back to the Inside
2: Out show. We've got a lot of text coming in there, Anne Marie. I
1: know people are pretty excited about this this uh, football trivia. All right, so Ken is on the line. Ken, are you there? Hello,
2: Ken.
14: Yes, I am. How are you? Uh,
2: we're good. good. How are, How are you doing, doing today? Do
1: you know who was the first wild? Complain. You know who the first wild card team to win the Super Bowl was? Uh, the Raiders. <gasps> wow. Ding 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 ding. ding. You're slow on the bell, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. <laughs> Great job, Ken. That is correct. Why don't you stay on the line and uh, and, Todd and that was in 1981.
2: Yes. yes. Yeah. How about that? Great they, answer. They
1: defeated the Eagles 27 to 10 in 1981. So good stay job. on. Stay yeah. on hold
2: there, and uh, Todd will get your information. Trucker Larry uh, said it was a good question. He had no idea. He thought it would be the Carolina Panthers. And uh, Trucker Larry also likes the idea of using a uh, propane torch for getting rid of the weeds in between the bricks, which is really true. It, it, it's fine to get uh, use the fire to get rid of the weeds instead of poison. And uh, we there is a product that is it's a torch that hooks onto a tank of propane that has a long extension on it, and we've uh, and it just uh, keeps the the uh, flame down near the ground, so there's no problem at all with that. Yeah. And uh, when you do that. And if you've got you know burnt weeds and you know trash and things in between your grooves, usually about every three or four years, if you've got a brick patio or a paver patio, you've got to a level level back out uh, that uh, once you've cleaned it, and it's best to power wash it with a power sprayer, power wash it, get all that grit and stuff out of there, and some of the whatever was filled in it before. But when you backfill it use a, a polymeric sand, which is a type of a sand that kind of it almost binds together uh, in kind of has, has a way of sort of locking itself together And basically you apply that sand over your brick, sweep it in, and you'll have some excess that you uh, will blow away eventually. but you sweep it into the cracks, and once moisture hits it, it kind of uh, firms up, and it's really it's really a good product. And that's something you don't, you don't want to just use regular uh, river sand or anything for backfilling your brick or your your pavers. You want to definitely get the palmeric sand, which is you know relatively expensive compared to a bag of sand. It's you know like fifty dollars a bag compared to three or four or five dollars that breaker of sand would be. And if you if you use that product, you know, kind of keep your weeds down a little bit better too. So. Oh, good. And a lot of a lot of you know do-it-yourselfers might have uh, in the past used regular sand or you know might have backfilled with that. And that there's a lot of things that come along with river sand. So
1: you get weeds. Yeah, helpful to know. There you go. So. Well, in relationship to uh, nothing with weeds. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, just wanted to chat again about uh, more things inside your home. These are things that I'm working a lot of projects on lately, and I did my Tuesdays tip on it this week, so I thought I'd mention it today, too. So something that everyone needs in your house is what I like to call a command center. Does anyone here have a command center? You need no, to know what I'm I talking don't. about? All right, well command center is like what you'd put all your stuff and land it in from your day, right? Oh god. Your phone, yeah, charging, whole garage. Things. <laughs> Where's your wallet go? Right. Where's your Top of the laptop? <laughs> Top of the microwave. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the idea, right? And papers, especially families with little kids or or any age right. children. Where's all your invitations go and um, the schedule for the cheerleading team and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of it becoming a pile on the kitchen countertop, if you're listening, raise your hand. That's where yours is, right? Mm -hmm. We don't want that. We want to create a command center. So Years ago, it would always be in the office Mm -hmm. or somewhere not in the kitchen at all. And kitchens became really the hub of the home. And no one really took into account what that meant. Some homes have a desk. Anyone have one of those older homes that have a desk built in that no one uses as a desk, but it becomes a pile for all the things? Well, we remove those desks more often than not. And then we create what I like to call command centers. So sometimes they're not in the kitchen. Sometimes they're just off of the kitchen, maybe in the mudroom or the laundry room, and we create a place that has some sort of door or hidden storage for things like invitations to weddings and um, birthday cards and things like that that you you know you need to grab, but you don't need today. It's just kind of a reminder of where it is. Uh, We also like to put charging stations in those areas. I love it to be in a mudroom for a charging station. That's mainly because A lot of kids have laptops or high schoolers or college students if they're still living with you or even yourself. You come home from work and you've got sort of that duffel bag idea or your work bag where you need to go charge the laptop so that way it's ready to go the next day. So if you could put it into a locker concept, which would be like a tall cabinet that has you open the door and you've got a couple shelves in there and an outlet can go inside of there, you can just put the laptop right in there, keep it charged overnight. The next day you're ready to go and grab it and you can go. But it's out of sight, out of mind, and it's not making a big mess or or landing on the countertop to get you know wet from the sink or something. Then um, just idea again of command center and and think of your office or do you not even have a home office? Maybe we need to create a home office for you. A lot of people have dining rooms that they do not use. And more often lately, I am turning dining rooms into an office or a Kids puzzle room. Sometimes we we call it different fun names. It's mainly a, an idea again for another kind of command center, a place where you can land things, you can make it look attractive, and instead of ha- it being a large twelve by twelve room or a ten by twelve room, with a table that no one touches or the table gets filled with all your stuff, make it useful, right? So. Mm-hmm. Even in our own home, we've got a room that is an office that also has a piano in it. So it's not really our piano room because we like to do both in one space. So sometimes my daughter's there practicing piano. We're right there working on the computer at the same time. Our room is multifunctional. I think that's the point is everyone's room can be multifunctional. So what I like to tell people is if you're noticing a pile that just will not go away or you're getting irritated at your spouse (laughs) for making that pile. Mm. Maybe try to find another space in your house where you could move that pile to. And if you're thinking you can work in that other space, maybe that's just off. Maybe it's in the den. Maybe it's in the, the laundry room. Create an area where you know you could go to and create an organization for it. But give yourself a list of things that you know you're nonstop needing to organize and don't have a space for it. Then call someone like me and have me help you. And create a command center for your life so you don't feel so chaotic and you lose all the invitations everywhere and the, the calendars for everything.
2: Well, we've got so much room in our houses that we don't use, you know, and I think that's where you come in. I mean, right. four bedroom house it really only needs to be two bedrooms and yeah. or even all a that smaller extra space house. in between. Or I whatever. think
1: it's even harder when you have a smaller home and yeah. you don't know where you're overflowing into. Well, it kind of goes back to two, how much stuff are you keeping right. that you don't need to keep?
2: Right. Downsize, downgrade. That's a good idea. Get rid of stuff. Definitely downsizing. I think mm-hmm. that's uh, things that are, we all collected so much stuff over our years and you know, mementos and
1: mm-hmm.
2: Mardi Gras beads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where'd you come up with
1: those Mardi Gras beads? That was from oh, Ellen found kept. them
2: somewhere in the house. I don't know. They, <laughs> they light up and they got a
1: little battery on them, but it doesn't have. The, I don't have one of the little yeah. watch batteries that they take. So, well, but. even we we have a fairly new laundry room mm-hmm. that we put a command center, so it's like a locker storage area. We've got. Charging areas, hanging spots for coats and
4: right.
1: uh, dog things, and school bags. And it takes no time at all for my children to accumulate more coats or sweatshirts than necessary in that space. Right. So it goes back to maintenance. This is the maintenance part of that space. You need to keep kind of taking things Virgin. back out, putting it where it needs to go. We have a real coat closet, right? right. This is just for the the two we need through the week. Right. We don't need six. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I,
2: have, I have a tendency of doing that too. I wear about five different jackets, and they all kind of just sort of hang out. You're a vest guy too. Oh, yeah, vest. Like like yeah, you know, I, I like the pockets. You know, just I like to have pockets and don't. I don't get that cold. So a t-shirt and a shirt and a vest, and I'm good almost all year long. So that's <laughs> kind of like a polar bear. So yeah. <laughs> well, so folks, please, we've got a few more minutes. If you'd like to give us a call at three one four nine three one five eight seven seven or Texas eight four one two six, we'd be happy to. Uh, Uh, Answer any questions you might have about your gardening or uh, if it's time to put down pre-emergence or fungicides and we can talk about that, fertilizers and things. Uh, I am David. I'm Anne-Marie. And we'll be right back after this message.
8: Family-owned and operated, Morelli Tuck Pointing has been repairing chimneys and walkways and porches, foundations, entire homes, anything brick and stone for 32 years. Morelli's longtime dedicated employees have earned them an A-plus rating with the BBB and the prestigious BBB Torch Award. They've also received the Angie Super Service Award each year since 2005. Great reviews on Google, Angie, and BBB encourage you to call 314-645-1387 when you need tuck repairs or visit MorelliTuckPointing.com.
7: We welcome you to our great big, small town of Belleville, Illinois. Whether you want to enjoy fabulous food in our restaurants, enjoy shopping at our one-of-a-kind boutiques, or you want to enjoy live music weekly throughout our downtown, Belleville is the perfect place to relax and unwind. For more information About Belleville, Illinois, please visit Belleville.net or BellevilleMainStreet.net. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and discover downstate Illinois.
13: Join your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and music director Stefan Denev for Carmina Burana. This epic work delivers goosebumps with its songs of joy, love, and celebration. Experience Stefan's Trilogy of Fate. Featuring evocative music by Arvo Pärt, Lara Auerbach, and Richard Wagner. February 17th and 18th at Stiefel Theater. Tickets at slso.org.
6: What makes SWIC your first choice? Is it our affordable tuition, convenient locations, and online classes? Or the advanced training options in technical education, health science, and more? Whatever it is, Southwestern Illinois College can train you for an exciting career or help you prepare for a university. Visit swic.edu and take a tour today.
8: Don't look now. The weather's about to turn nice. Spring is right around the corner and you are going to want some extra outlets in the garden, in the back, in the basement, in the garage, wherever it may be. You know who you call? Baldy Electric. They just got finished working in my garage. They put some extra outlets in there, some 110s and 220s. I don't really know what that means. All I know is I needed them. They also put a car charger in there. Baldy Electric had their professional installers come out. They couldn't have been any easier to work with, couldn't have been any nicer, couldn't have been any more professional. Residential, commercial, an old Victorian home or a brand new commercial building, Baldy Electric is who you want to call. Since 1996, Licensed electricians, they're all OSHA certified, they're all lead certified. Baldyelectric.com. 314-968-9999. BaldyElectric or BaldiElectric.com, 314-968-9999. It's spring. Let's get charged with BaldiElectric.com, pun intended.
0: Now, the Inside Out Show continues with Anne-Marie Boches and David Sherwood. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors on the Big 5.50s.
1: KTRS. Welcome back to the Inside Out Show. We are in our very last few minutes here of the show today on the Big 550 KTRS. Thank you so much for all the listeners so far today. We've been texting in and calling in. If you guys have any more questions, we do have a couple more minutes we can answer some things. The phone number here is 314-931-5877 and the text line is 84126. Uh, I want to Jump back a few uh, texts to the one where they asked about the damper clamp. Do I need a damper clamp on my gas fireplace? Is it code in the city? What I can tell you about the damper clamp on a gas fireplace, the reason you have it is so the the damper can't actually close all the way and then you accidentally turn on your fireplace when it's mm. not the right season for it. I still can't find that it's actually code in the city either way. I would say on the safe side, yes, put one on. Yeah, that way no you Because If you get power. a
2: windstorm or something that then could shake loose and... Yep. It would uh, give, give you a little bit of space or something to keep it from uh, yeah, if, physically.
1: If you get a new one, they're going to usually install one. That's so right. I would say you should do that. Uh, second question here is, not sure you can answer this. My front step is starting to have crumbling off of the concrete from possibly top salt when it snows. How do I repair that? Yeah. That is tricky. The, the, the non-Band-Aid version is take it out, put all new steps in.
2: Yeah, and uh, the other version would be you it's probably beginning. call it tuck pointer or something like that, and they might be able to do some kind of a mason on the top, but that will pop back out. Right. There is there is a different kind of filler that they can use it has got a little bit of a epoxy in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there are companies that <clears throat> will resurface your concrete. It won't look like concrete anymore, but it'll have a, you know, kind of a, uh, a grainy a aggregate look to it or something like that with a uh, polymer on it. But uh, concrete is uh, hard to patch up. And,
1: and let it stay. I mean, think that's the thing. You stay. can do a Band-Aid version to it. You can repair it. And and there's products you could even buy on your own if you're handy, right? You could go to Home Depot or somewhere and, bu- and yeah. grab something. Right. You will you almost need to it's, sand down the, the concrete the you've got. It's not,
2: the colors aren't going to match either, typically. Right. Yeah. There's just
1: a few red flags that come up with it. So if you're looking for a real fix... Call a concrete company to come out, see yeah. if they can just pour you a new a new set of steps. Yeah,
2: probably be, probably be the best thing in the long run, especially if it's in a dangerous area. If, if there are steps and don't have rails and if you're really going up somewhere, you, you don't want to be you don't slipping, over, up, that slipping right. over that later. Slipping over that later, for
1: sure. Uh, it looks like we've got a caller as well. Okay. Jim, are you there?
14: Hello, Jim. What can we do for you? Yes, sir. You were talking about this Georgia Magic. Mixed yeah. grass seed. Where do you get that at?
2: Uh, we sell it at Sherwood's Forest. I know Schnarr Hardware has it. It has two locations in Webster and Ladue, and uh, uh, just about any garden center. Uh, they don't sell it at the box stores, but any any uh, local garden center in the St. Louis uh, metro area, or even in Illinois, I'm sure they carry it too as well because uh, they have a pretty good distribution on that.
14: It okay, comes i have, to, I have to, to stop by this spring and pick up a couple of pounds of it and give it a try. Yeah,
2: it comes in five-pound bags or 25-pound bags and things. But there, it comes in a traffic mix, which is really good if you've got kids or dogs or if you've got a, a, a construction area, you want grass to come up real quickly and strong. And then there's a sun mix and there's also a shade mix. And so they're all three are good. But uh, if you've got an area that's always you know dying out because your dog runs it or something, the traffic is really good for that.
14: I know I had a couple of locust trees removed a over a year ago, and I've been trying to get some grass seed to the grow there. So uh,
2: You've got locust roots and suckers and everything else yeah, coming up.
14: Yeah, amen to that. That's yeah. for sure. So, <laughs> uh, hey, that's... I had to come by this spring and pick some up.
2: Thanks for a lot for calling. We appreciate it. Have a nice weekend.
14: Hey, thank you. You too. Thank you.
1: Uh, we've got another caller, another Jim, actually. Hello, Jim. Hey, Jim, you there? Yeah, hi there. Hi. hi. Uh, thanks for calling.
12: Hey, you bet. Listen, I have got an old house with an old set of basement steps.
4: Mm-hmm.
12: On the steps, it's worn out uh, varnish on the steps, but the risers and the banisters still have a slick, shiny, old-fashioned varnish, I think. Okay. Now, can I just take an oil-based paint and paint over that varnish, or do I have to remove it?
1: You're going to need to sand it off first because it, it it won't stick to it. But you could sand mm. it just to kind of scuff it all up, if that makes sense. you got to get something to yeah. make it adhere, and then you could paint uh, after you would sanded it down.
12: Yes. Mm. Yeah, can I do that by hand, or do you think I need a machine to?
1: It's all about the shape. If you've got just square, straight lines, you could use a machine. Yeah. If it's all, mm-hmm. you know, curvy and bendy and there's anything, like on the handrail, for example, if there's any shape yeah. to it at all, by hand is kind of... Uh-huh. Kind of better than a machine at that point, but on anything mm-hmm. on a completely straight line, you could definitely use use a, yeah. a a sander.
12: But I I don't have to remove every bit of varnish. Uh,
1: the more the more the better, but no, you don't. You could probably let a little here or there. I mean, it's a basement, so it's kind of depending on what your overall goal is. If you're just trying to get it off and get it to be a fresher look, you know, it's right. not a it's not going to be the front foyer of the house, right?
12: No, so, no, that's right.
1: Right, I'd say scuff it up as best you can, get it to where the paint would adhere. And then uh, mm-hmm. you should be good to go. Go with something you a little darker oil. than what was down there. Whatever the stain. Yeah, or the
12: varnish yeah was it's like. a stain. It's an old brown stain on there now. Yeah. So. Hey, uh, and okay. you're going to go to paint,
1: right? So, yeah, it'd lighten it up anyway. Yeah. But, mm-hmm.
12: So, I should use oil base. I shouldn't use uh, latex on that.
1: Uh, you could.
2: I think you, you could can use latex, latex as long as you scratched it up yeah. and got, yeah. the, it got down to the matter. dirt. I yeah. would
1: actually not use the oil base because overall that will probably yellow. And forgot for, you said that in the beginning. I would talk and to Sherwin-Williams too. don't know where you're located, but there's – or any of the local paint supply companies like
2: – Flanagan Paint or Flanagan's something. great. I don't know are in Illinois out. or
1: Missouri. But like Sherwin-Williams, they'd be great. You show them a picture of what you got, explain, hey, I've got this on here, and mm-hmm. I want to do this by hand. I want the right product to adhere. I will suggest if you're going back with a paint – if you're planning to put white on there, white on risers would be great, but white on the handrail will definitely show dirt
12: faster. Just snow. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's good information. Thanks.
1: You're welcome. Have Thanks a, great a lot weekend. for calling.
2: Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl if you're watching. Yeah. People down in the Mardi Gras parade right now ought to be really rocking and rolling, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's not. One, I mean, I've been o'clock. to Mardi Gras
1: parades when it was so cold. So this yeah. is not too bad for this, temperature for this that. This is.
2: It is bad because if you live down that way, there's going to be way too many people down there. Yeah, there will. Being a little bit too crazy, so that's
1: right. But, uh, well, yeah. in case anyone's listening to, we don't talk about this enough, and I keep wanting to have a couple of tradespeople on. That can help in this way. But let's say you work in the trades and you're listening. If you're looking for a job, even if you're not looking for a job with my own company, or maybe you're an electrician or a plumber, or you really want to get into the trades, just give us a call. I'm happy to help you, guide you in the way that you would need to go. And just again, our company's phone number is 636 821 3395. I feel like there are just not enough tradespeople. We talk about how we need more people constantly. Everyone's looking for a job. I mean, everyone's looking for a hiring people, right. sorry, for jobs for their company. And without someone who, you know, has a lot of knowledge in it, you're afraid to maybe join join forces with the company, but they'll teach you a lot that you need to know or get into a trade school to help you guys um, get further in your, your advancement in your career. So there don't hesitate to do that. Got another text about uh, painting. Uh, I I want to paint my kitchen cabinets, but I'm just wanting to use the all-in-one paint. Don't want to sand. Will it work? No. No, it won't work. No, definitely. You're going to need to sand it. There's nothing to make it attached to. Great example would be, I don't know if this is a female or a male speaking right here, but for a female listening, if you have painted fingernails and you decide to paint over top of those fingernails again... There's nothing it's adhering to. It's just like painting onto a, a shiny surface. Right. And if there's nothing to stick to, it's just going to peel right back off. So you definitely want to sand it. And if you're going to paint your own cabinets, you've never painted anything like this before, you better do a tester just for yourself to make sure you understand how, how much of an investment this is going to be. I'm talking time-wise um, for you. There's a lot of companies out there that will paint your cabinets for you, and it's a process. They usually do a sprayed-on finish, right. not a hand-painted, rolled finish. It's a different look. But if you want to tackle it yourself, definitely need to sand it all the way down. You want to get the grain there and make that grain pop, and then make sure you can you can get the paint to adhere to. Plus it. Plus, all
2: so. the oils and things from being in the kitchen. Oh, you it's know, gross. There's a whole grime
1: cleaner. You
2: got to get all a that. A special
1: off. grime. I think it's called crud remover. Actually, I think <laughs> that is the name of it. So, got um, gotta get it clean real well. So. Uh there's one more caller here. Jeff, are you online? What can I do for yeah, you, Jeff? Hello. Hey, I've I've got a
0: yard full of moles working. What is yes. the best way to get rid of them?
2: Well, I mean there's castor beans and different types of uh things that uh, they use that are good repellents that, that are are repels all and different things. They help a bit. There are some really good spring traps that are made and really that's the best way to do it. Uh if you're you know, not not uh if you're inclined to uh doing something of that sort. The repellents will put them in somebody else's yard, giving the poison worms and things are not so good because then when the mole runs off and dies, something might eat it. But the typically the uh, spring traps work the best, uh, have a hard traps, and there's a lot of new ones out. There's one that you step on. I don't know what it's called, but it's it's really it's like a scissor trap, and you put it on the oh, ground okay. and you, st- you step on it. And, it. and that one is really – Really a good one, and I, I, I don't. We don't. We may have them at our work, but I, I think I, I bought them before at uh, on Amazon actually. But it's, it looks like a, it looks like a jack, like a scissor jack, and you, mm-hmm. st- you step on that thing and it locks itself, and it's not really dangerous, and it, uh, it's a good way to. Well, it's
1: dangerous for the moles.
2: It's dangerous <laughs> for the moles. Hopefully, <laughs> there you go.
0: Well,
1: yeah. Good. Well, luck I hope to that. I've got a yard full of them. Yeah, yeah. Good luck,
2: man.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for your thanks, time. Guys. Thanks. Thanks a lot for calling.
2: calling. I'm David Sherwood, Sherwood's Forest Nursery and Garden Center. We are open seven days a week now, weather permitting, 8 to 4. We're we we're open on Sundays again. You can get a hold of us at uh, Sherwoods-Forest.com, 314-966-0028. Uh, we appreciate everybody from calling.
1: And I'm Anne-Marie Boges, the owner of Anne-Marie Design Studio, our showrooms in Wildwood. And we do everything from kitchens, bathrooms, bars, mudroom, command centers, (laughs) uh, whole basements, whole first floors. Uh, We can work with you, too, if you are trying to build a home or do an addition. And we can help you do the designs for your project as well. So if you're interested in anything like that, don't hesitate to reach out to my company. I'm 821 3395 and our website is anmariestudio.com. We've got a fantastic budget calculator on our website that will help you understand your your budget and make sure you good make good choices from there. I appreciate everyone who's called in or sent a text it or anything at all. So, um, thanks for listening and enjoy the game tomorrow.
2: Go Chiefs.